Welcome back. It's Paranormal PD. It's me, Dallas. And me, Matt. And who else do we have? Mike up. Eric. Oh, we got Eric. Guys, today we've got a really cool story, a very interesting story to go through. But before we do that, we got to go through the socials first. Matt. Yeah. Ask me about the socials, please. I insist. Um, what do we need to ask about them? What do like, we post on them? What do we have? What do we post? We have Instagram. We do have an Instagram. Paranormal it's, underscore PD. Oh, why? He, oh, he has learned that. I swooped it from you. Come on. On the Instagram, guys, we do post some little memes sometimes. We definitely post extra stuff from the episode. Any pictures that we talk about, if anything, we, we, do, we post we do, that we on do. there. We have a Twitter. The Paranormal PD. We Yeah, well, basically. I don't know about the Twitter, guys. But we have a TikTok. Yeah, I don't know that one. <laughs> the TikTok is the paranormal underscore PD. We have an email. The paranormal police department at gmail.com. If you have any stories too, guys, we always say this. Stories, anything weird going on, a weird picture you caught, a video, send it into our email, send it to our Instagram. We insist. We insist. We also have a discount code at Quantum Soap Co. Mm-hmm. If you type in paranormal PD10 at checkout, you can get 10% off. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, now you can keep yourself protected against germs and ghosts. Yes, that's always good. It so, is. do we want to do we want to go into our next segment? We shall. Which is this week in the paranormal. We're gonna do a little. We're gonna change it up. Change it up a little bit because there's some things going things going down. Same format, changing it up though. So, so I'm gonna say. It's this week in the paranormal because it's happening tomorrow. It is happening tomorrow from the day that we're recording this. From the day that we're recording this, it's happening tomorrow. So What we are we a, doing? We're going to be partaking in a seance. <laughs> Which is, number one, <clears throat> thoroughly against everything I believe. I don't think we should do this. But I've talked to Allison. Too. We have a, so we have a buddy that owns a uh, barbershop that's pretty haunted. Yeah, he, he's told us some stories about things they've stories. seen, and the and area that it's at as well is pretty haunted. Is right next to. We don't want to. We don't want to. We don't want to go. Yeah, we don't want to go in too much detail right now. But he's invited us. So we're gonna take some cameras out there, some mics, and we're yeah. gonna uh, we're gonna see what pops up. And uh, it's gonna be our very first, I guess, in person paranormal investigation. Yeah. it's not gonna be like a whole episode, but we'll just go out there and see. You'll if probably we catch see anything. some clips on the Instagram. Yes, you will, and you might even see him on the TikTok on as TikTok, well. If you look. So uh, you know. If we find anything, though, obviously we got to save that for an episode. Yeah. Just saying. Absolutely. So we did that. What that else was, did we do? We saw um, we saw our inspirations. Yes. Kit our, and Rory uh, from This Paranormal Life. We saw them live in LA. It moved me. It moved me. <laughs> it moved you. It was good. It was a great show. Shout out to those guys for being amazing. Yeah. They'll probably never hear this, but if they did, they were inspirations. Awesome. Yes. Um. And then another one, a, a sad story, a really sad story is, so, you know, we put a lot of effort into recording these episodes and doing yes. good research. And recently we recorded an episode about something called remote viewing and the CIA projects and all this stuff. Yep. Let's just say all of the files mysteriously get corrupted. Weird. Out of Super out weird. of all of our episodes, the one where we're dropping leaked, C- or not leaked, I guess, like C- disclosed, disclosed CIA, CIA documents. documents, and we talk about the CIA for about an hour straight. <laughs> this episode magically gets corrupted, and we have to re-record everything on it now. Hmm? I don't know. 
We're going to go to a secret place to record it. We're not going to say when. We're not going to say how. And it, it's just going to pop up. And I then you guys the government will know. Is, I think we're on their radar. It's going to be our last episode we ever post. <laughs> <laughs> we're holding that one in the bag no matter what. Yep. We got to post that. So that's 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 not really it. Oh, that's it. There's not much going on in the world other than um, if you have footage of aliens on your ring camera, oh, yeah. ring will give you a million dollars. Yeah. So if you guys do have that footage, send, send it, it to us, us. first. Yeah, and, we'll, uh, we'll take it first. We'll we'll analyze it, make sure it's legit, and then we can go ahead and send it in for you, and we'll we'll send you your cut. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna need the money though, guys. We're gonna need the money because we're we're trying to buy one of these like haunted houses that we've been talking about. Yeah. Maybe the Amityville one. It's Ooh. quite a large house. We could use that. We could. So. Should we get into the episode? Yeah, what do you got for us today, Dallas? I've got something very interesting. Okay. Today, we're going to be talking about the Pascagoula abduction. Not the Pascagoula abduction. The Pascagoula. Have you heard of it? No. I bet you have probably seen the pictures related to this, but you're about to be moved again. I might move you more than Kit and Rory did, and I hope you're ready for that. I don't know if I am. Here we go. Our story begins on October 11th, 1973 in Pascagoula, Dude, Mississippi. Dude, that is literally almost... Oh my god. <laughs> That's tomorrow. That's we should tomorrow. have recorded this tomorrow. Anyways, Pascagoula is located in the most um, southeastern part of Mississippi and is the, the southern border connects to the Gulf of Mexico. Mm. I like that and I have a little map representation Ooh. here that I'm oh. showing you. I'll show you right here. One of the reasons I do like this is because how often do we see cases where UFOs are involved with water in some way, shape, or form? A decent um, amount. A lot of them. And the David Stevens abduction that we talked about, you know, they came from the water, if I recall. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, you we've been talking about the fact that a lot of the stuff that we're capturing, like the U.S. military is capturing, has oh, been in the ocean. They... They have found things in the water before. I guess there's some sensors in there. Now, they don't really talk about those as much as they talk about the stuff that's in the air, but it's interesting, and I thought it was interesting to point out. Okay. This story revolves around two friends. Okay. One is Charles Hickson, who was 42, Okay. and Calvin Parker, who was 19. That's a weird age difference for friends, but okay. Well, they both worked together at a local shipping yard. So they're colleagues. They're colleagues, but they became good friends. Hickson okay. actually hit, or um, I'll call him Charles. After He's they the older one. Together. Stop <laughs> it! <laughs> no, Charles had gotten Calvin a job there. Okay. Um, so they worked at the local shipping yard. After their first day at work together, they decided we should go fishing. So okay. Charles and Calvin picked a spot off the I ninety in the Pascagoula River. It was just after dusk when they arrived at their first fishing location. And they quickly decided they had to find another spot. There was a ton of bugs that were like swarming around them, surrounding mm. them. You know how that is. That's annoying. I don't want to be around bugs, especially if I'm out here trying to fish. Yeah, they're the bugging. <laughs> Can I, we ever have a serious story with you? No. Okay. I actually appreciate that. Charles told Calvin they should go back to the um, shipyard and fish there instead of, uh, um, instead of where they were at. Because that was the usual fishing spot for him, and there were way less lights there to attract the insects. Mm. As they pulled up to the shipyard, Calvin noticed there was a uh, sign stating, "Don't be here after you know after dark. You're not supposed to be in there." Um, but that's like it's a, a common job trespassing sign. It is a common trespassing sign, and Charles brushed it off, telling him to ignore the signs because he fishes there all the time, never has any issues. Fair enough. I think that's fair. 
So they go into the shipyard and they walk out onto the old pier, cast their lines into the water. They catch anything? Or do they get caught? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into that, shall we? Okay. As they were fishing, Charles felt a nibble on his line. So he began to reel it in. When he suddenly heard an odd noise behind him. Ooh. Charles had described the noise as like a hissing, whirling wait, wait, type wait, 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 sound. Wait, before you go into more further, can you try and do the noise? Yes, I absolutely can. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> that would freak me out if I heard that behind me. <laughs> That's as close to it as I can get. Okay. Suddenly, Charles and Calvin began seeing what looked like a blue light that was reflecting off the water in front of them. Okay. The moon. Calvin was pissed because he immediately thought it was the police. Fair. That's fair. Fair play. I agree. And he was like, dude, we're going to get arrested. I told you we shouldn't have fished here. Yeah. But when they turned around, they saw the something space police that would change their life forever. Are you ready for this? What'd they see? When they turned around, they described seeing an ovular object floating approximately two feet off the ground. It looked to be about 30 to 40 feet across and 10 to 20 feet tall with flashing blue lights. The space police. It could be the space police. It very well could be. It could be the space force. Who knows? Who who knows what this is, right? A door opened on the craft and a blinding light could be seen coming from inside. It was super bright. Both describe seeing three creatures glide out of the craft and float above the ground towards them. Ooh. The men at this point described being completely unable to move. They don't know paralyzed. if they were being like, yes, that's how they felt. They felt paralyzed. They don't know if it was out of fear yeah. or out of something these creatures were kind of doing to them. Okay. Maybe telepathically. Okay. Okay. They described the creatures as having been around six feet tall, no neck. They had coarse, wrinkled skin, similar to like an elephant. Okay. And they had like a robotic slit mouth and crab-like pincers where their hands would be. How do you feel if you see that? How do you feel? I don't know. You're frozen. What are you going to do? You just accept it. They also had like these like sharp protrusions coming out of like where their ears would be and where their nose would be. Like they're super pointy. Super like elves. And they, well, more like, think of like a spire, kind of like coming out of where their ears would be. Yes. Kind of like an antenna. So they're robots. And they were floating. They were not walking. And they had like what looked to be like maybe one appendage, like one leg that was also kind of sharp. This is oddly reminding me of the Flatwoods monster. There's another description of it that said it had feet. I do want to point that out. Well, this one, like (laughs) with the the kind of like robot-y floating. I agree. I agree. Oddly reminds me of the Flatwood monster. Not exactly, but like it's... And I have a police rendition of what was seen that night as described by Charles and Calvin. Okay. Are you interested in seeing this? Yeah. Okay. Of course I am. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, I am showing Matt and Eric what those gentlemen saw that night. Um, let me describe this for our listeners here. Have you seen Land of the Lost? Yes. A sleigh stack? Yes. Kind of looks like a sleigh stack. Yeah. Imagine if um, you didn't have a neck. Yeah. Like a normal person didn't have a neck. Yeah. 
and but they were wearing like a bowler hat <laughs> but it was part of their skin that's pretty yeah, accurate that is i'm not laughing because it's not accurate like, um there's also this rendition i think this, this one. one's a little more fancy oh wow yeah i they just look like people with like made of rocks almost yeah yeah eric What's your take on this? You see this? You can't move? What are you doing? Can you do anything? I have, well, you can't move. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is it creepy? Would you be creeped out if you saw that? Oh, yeah. Can they talk to these aliens? Oh, Why think, are you trying to ruin the story? I don't... I'm just... I want to know. <laughs> we'll get to that. The creatures <clears throat> floated towards the two friends. Two of them grabbed on the Charles and one grabbed Calvin and Damn. kind of floated them onto the craft. Once they arrived at the craft doors, Charles and Calvin were given injections by the creatures, which they said calmed them down and made it to where they could not resist the creatures. They already couldn't, but it kind of like, you know, brought them back down to Earth as they were leaving Earth. You know hmm. what I'm saying? I get you. <laughs> Sounds like sedation. <laughs> yeah, it is. After they were injected, they were led down a hallway in the craft and into what looked like an examination table, which was made out of glass. Okay. Once in this room, a football like shaped object began circling them and clicking every few minutes. Charles went on to say eventually that he felt like it was an examination of sorts. And in retrospect, it kind of seemed like an MRI. Like if you've been in an MRI machine where it like spins spins around Mm -hmm. you. Okay. Kind of had like an eyeball on it, which is weird. That's weird. But yeah. Yeah. It's like spinning around clicking. Don't know why it's clicking, but it is clicking. Okay. After an unknown amount of time, they did not know how much time had passed. Okay. The two men were returned back to where they had been taken and were in shock. The one that was feeling it the hardest was Calvin, the younger one. His butthole was hurting? Are you proud of yourself? (laughs) I just want to know. Are you proud of yourself right now? Did he get probed? He did not get probed and they did not talk to them to answer your questions. Okay. Both men returned to the car. And agreed they would never tell anyone what had occurred that night. Well, they did, because we know about it. (laughs) Let me get to that, too. (laughs) Charles began attempting to start his car. And after multiple attempts, it finally started. This was weird, though, because he had a new car, a relatively new car at the time. Never had a problem starting it before. Probably been a while. Yeah, it could have been. I think you know the answer you're going to tell me right now. After many attempts, the vehicle finally started, and the two were on the road, leaving the location of the abduction behind, which I agree with. Get out of there. Ah. I agree. Get out of there. You never know. They might come back. While they were driving, Charles changed his mind. He's like, the military ought to know about this. I definitely think the military should know. So they called um, Keesler Air Force Base and explained what had happened. I can't imagine this conversation. <laughs> the Hello, base told is this the Air Force Base? <laughs> <know>. Front desk. <laughs> Front desk? Yeah. I just got abducted by... <laughs> like, where do you... Go? How do you start that? I need to talk to your highest ranking officer now. What's this the problem is, with that? <laughs> this is the end of time stuff here. Maybe it is. They patch him through to the commander <laughs> of the base, and it's like, <laughs> I just got abducted. <laughs> it's like, you guys like... Not again. <laughs> Stop. So, He's like, and puts it on mute, talks to the secretary. Stop putting them through. <laughs> <laughs> you might recall that during this time, there was a little government project going on. 
led by Mr. J. Allen Hynek, Project Blue Book. Yeah. Well, the piece was pretty quick to inform them that Project Blue Book has been disbanded. We're not taking these reports anymore. If you want to tell someone, go tell your local law enforcement authority. So they did. Obviously, they have a lot of power, right, for stuff like that. So Charles and Calvin went to the Jackson County Sheriff's Department to tell their story. Okay. They were placed in separate rooms and told their story to the detective, who didn't really believe them. They thought they were full of shit, just to be frank, you know. Then they put them back in a room together, and in this room that they were in, there was a secret recorder. Okay. Okay. This secret recorder recorded what those men said. And you would think they were in the rooms by themselves. Now would be the time where they'd be like, oh, like, what did you say? This, that, and the other, right? And they didn't do any of that. I don't think I would do that, though. You might not. But this is the 70s. They don't yeah. think about it. They don't think about things like that. They don't think I mean, that like, they're being recorded. Like, yeah, okay, I guess. I guess. I just don't think I'd be. Luckily, this conversation, which basically consisted of them saying they're scared for their life and Calvin's like still borderline in shock and praying. Yeah. And basically, Charles was like, they, they had us. They could have done whatever they want to us. This is on YouTube. And you can hear it. And we will insert that clip of them talking here right now. The craft hovered about two foot from the ground. And almost instantly an opening appeared at one end. And there's no way for me to express the feelings I had when these three things appeared in that opening. My God, Calvin, what's happened? I'll never forget those words. As I glanced toward Calvin, he seemed to be going in shock. These two inches tall... The head seemed to come directly to the shoulders without a neck. The nose was about an inch and a half long, and it came to a point. The ears were similar to the nose, maybe a little longer. And directly under the nose was a slit. It resembled a mouth. There could have been eyes. I can't recall what they looked like. Their skin, or it could have been some type of clothing, reminds me of elephant skin, and it was very wrinkled. And it seemed to shine. The arms resemble human arms, but the hands were well with something like a thumb, more like pinchers. And the arms were long in proportion to the body. The legs remained together. And the feet seemed to be round, like an elephant's foot. And these things seemed to have glide about the same height from the ground as the craft, and almost instantly were upon us. All right. You guys heard a very disturbing clip. Okay. It's very weird. It's pretty difficult to understand because it's from the 70s and the recording technology back then wasn't great. But there it is. I'll also put it on the Instagram too if you guys want to like be able to like replay it back and hear it. We'll just post like a snippet of it. It was like a 40. It's like 40 minutes, but there's very specific parts that you can listen to. Very specific. Very specific. Okay. At this point. The detectives didn't know what to think. They're like, this is kind of weird. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's true. They both passed polygraph tests regarding their incident. There is a weird discrepancy in the fact that Charles wouldn't undergo another one. But regardless, they they did pass him. J. Allen Hynek actually came out and said, there is no question in my mind that these men have had a very real frightening experience because he came out. He came out to this... uh, 
location to talk to them and kind of get their stories and figure out what's going disbanded. on. it was disbanded. It was, but he came out on his own. He was oh. still interested in the program, obviously, but he came out on his own and talked about it. So what do you think? I don't know what to think. It's they also went under a few like hypnosis sessions, which yeah. is fairly standard for stuff like this. And their stories still matched up, which is weird. This is a weird one. This is weird. This is weird. It's always easier, at least for me, to like kind of believe some of the more like the abduction stories over like the ghost and demon ones. Yeah, because we never know. We don't know what's what's out there. No. And this story from the 70s, like there's just some weird stuff, right? With like the ship being the same kind of ship that we still talk about today. Yeah. Like an ovular kind of, you know, and then the fact that it's coming from water. I always think that's weird. So I'm going to get your, I'm going to get your guys' opinions on this and then we're going to go into another segment of this. Okay. That's the whole story though. That's the whole story. That's the whole story. I think it's very believable. Honestly. You do? Yeah. I think, I think a lot, I don't remember who said this, but someone, one of like the people from either like Project Blue Book or like the UAP programs has basically like... When they interview people, it's obvious that these people have had a traumatic experience and they might believe that this happened to them. Yeah. And that's why they're, you know, you have two, you have the two people telling the same story because they believe this happened to them. Something different might have happened. It might not be aliens. It might have been something completely different. But both of these people believe it so much where they can pass all these tests. Yeah, I agree. And And that's what it would take. But then it's like, okay, so these people believe what happened to them now what did happen how do you explain that thing coming out of the water i don't know and that and that's what i'm saying that's why it's kind of like kidnapping them something obviously did happen for them to both be in like such distress for their stories to line up right for them to go under these hypnosis sessions and pass these polygraphs but exactly like what what other worldly thing i figured it out just now what is it the russians the russians hear me out okay i'm listening it's the 70s, Cold War. Yeah. Russian submarine. They're in the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. They come up. Okay, hold on, yeah. They come up. They see these guys. Um, three of their people get out. They're dressed in, like, tactical gear. Like, I don't know what they were dressed in, but it could look like that. People, if you're middle of the night, kind of tired fishing, it's dark, you don't see a figure outline. Okay. It could all merge together, and that's why I said it looked like they had a hat that was part of their skin. They take them, they take these people, they bring them into their submarine, they try and convert them to be like undercover spies, KGB agents, sleeper agents agents that can use code words, (laughs) and then they release them back. I mean, there is an argument to be made about that. We've definitely talked about this recently with the whole what some people think Roswell was and how we were doing like these weird red flag operations with like abducting people to make them think it was aliens and crashing things. And it's possible. It's possible. What do you think, Eric? I think the one thing that gives it a little bit of not, not necessarily credibility, but where I can be, I can, I can digest it a little bit better is the fact that, yeah, they both kind of had the same story. So that helps, you know, Um, definitely the thing with the water, you know, it's funny, the more, that kind of stuff keeps coming up. I feel it only adds to the evidence. Of, I agree. Right. Because now you're hearing accounts from the seventies. Right. And we, and we, a couple of episodes were talking about how, um, what was his name? Colonel, uh, um, the, the, the 
Commander Fravor or Ryan Graves? Graves. How, you know, they were, I mean, I guess both of them, right? Because both of them were talking about how, you know, they were circling around certain parts of the ocean and they were seeing these things. So it's like, I I like that we keep coming back to that because that seems to be something that... There's something There's there. something going on. Like, no matter what, you can't dispute the fact that, like, like because everybody, oh, here, because here's the thing, right? Everybody knows what, like, a UFO looks like. So yeah. somebody who's going to have an abduction story, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, it was something that was floating in the air and it came down and it levitated me up to it and, and or teleported me or whatever, right? Those are, like, common things for somebody to say if they were abducted. Yeah. The fact that the water thing keeps getting brought up and it's very sparse. No, it, yeah. I don't feel like that's a common thing. Maybe now it is, but I don't know. I, I, I kind of like that that keeps coming up, you know, yeah. it's just and maybe the more research and the more things that we more topics we keep hitting on this, maybe we can really start getting down to what's going on there. And I like what you said there, because that is going to lead us into our next segment very nicely. If you remember at the beginning of the podcast, I hand created a paranormal PD you alien did. abduction checklist, did. which I've completed for every abduction case that we've had. So we can see the similarities and we can see, you know, what encounter levels and abduction narratives are, you know, popping up common. every time. They're, they're common. Exactly. So let's go into the encounter levels. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is nocturnal lights, which is lights in the night sky to kind of give you like a I reminder. Mean, we did have the blue lights on the ship. I don't know if I that really say counts. I would nocturnal nights. I don't think that meets the you criteria. You don't think that meets that criteria? No. Okay. That's fair. I don't necessarily either. You're definitely not going to like the next one then, which is daylight discs. Nope. This was at nighttime. Can't expect to see a daylight disc. Nope. Radar visual, which is radar confirmation. Nope. Don't have it because we don't know. It's the 70s. Might be classified. They might have it. Well, I'm not saying the radar didn't exist. I'm saying they were, you know, in a shipyard. (laughs) And it's not military related, allegedly. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Okay. So far, we're like 0 for 3. Uh, I know, but we're about to be... 1 for 3. Yeah, 1 for 4. Close encounters of the first kind. Yes. Visual sighting of a UFO less than 500 feet away. Oh, yeah. That's definitely. A close encounter of the second kind. A UFO event in which a physical effect is alleged. Yep. They were frozen. Paralyzed. Yep. Close encounter of the third kind. An encounter in which an animated entity is present. They saw three of them. They did. A close encounter of the fourth kind, a UFO event in which a human is abducted. They were abducted. They were. The next one I don't know about. Okay. (laughs) An encounter of the fifth kind, which is a UFO event claiming direct communication between aliens and humans. There really wasn't any communication. No. I mean, other than that they abducted them. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're taking you. But that that kind of fits in for the fourth kind, which is where they're abducted, but they never got talked to. There was never any like telepathic communication, which we see in a lot of them. But I'd say the encounter levels first through the fourth all all meet the criteria and are definitely going to be checkmarked in our checkbox that I have. I agree. Let's talk about the narratives. Okay. okay. A lot of these cases have similar narratives in which certain things occurred and that yep. matches up with other cases. Yep. Capture. Abductee is rendered incapable of resisting and taken to a spacecraft. That is literally on the T for yeah, this that one. Is. That is on the T. Examination and procedures. Invasive physiological and psychological examinations. Yeah, I mean... They were injected, first of they all. They were so injected. That's got to be worth something. Because they're sleeper agents now. They had that little eyeball thing 
circling around them, clicking. Probably an MRI. Probably taking some pictures of their brains. And who's to say that they weren't psychologically examined? If these things have the ability to like kind of like control you and paralyze you, who knows what they're doing here? Do we ever find out or learn how long they were gone for? No. Oh. Unknown amount of time. Unknown. Okay. No, that was. That I was know. I just question. want to stare at you. Okay. Conference. Aliens communicate with abductee either telepathically or in abductee's native tongue. I mean, we don't really have not that. that but I mean, like, who's to say that when they were brought onto the ship, it was foggy. The, the if they aliens, could have, but their little claws are like, like motioning for them to go somewhere. <laughs> that's communication. <laughs> that is communication, but that's a very weak form of communication. <laughs> it's communication. Okay. I. Who's to say that they didn't do that? We don't know. Okay, so if we're assuming that they use their little claws to, you know, point out where to go, we'll 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 check mark that one since you want to be so specific about it. Thank you. Tour. No, not Abductees really. given a tour of the spacecraft. Nah. Not really. They took him into a hallway, sure, but Yeah. Yeah. That not doesn't really like count. Not like here's our piloting. Here's our cockpit. Here's Pit. an here's an interesting one. Okay. Loss of time. We don't know. Abductees forget majority of the experience. It was very foggy. That one, absolutely, we would check box, I think. I think so. I think so. Who's to say they weren't probed? (laughs) Why are you so concerned (laughs) about them being probed? I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Stop. Common alien themed. The next one is return. Abductees returned to Earth. They were returned. We don't know that if they left, but, I mean, they were Ooh, returned. they just brought them into the ship and stayed there. Possibly. Okay. It's funny how that's a common thing. Yeah. Right? Like, Well, I guess know, if it wasn't, we wouldn't know anyone was abducted. Right, you wouldn't know. People would just be disappearing. But that's that's. But think if you were like the aliens. Maybe you want to keep... If they're, if they're trying to hide from us, let's say they're in the ocean, right? Why would they let people go back? Yeah. Kind of like the, maybe they... Uh, think that it's the story's too wild and that no one's ever no, gonna believe yeah, you nobody's gonna believe you anyway get out of here <laughs> they whisper that in your ear no one's gonna believe <laughs> you get out of my shit <laughs> <laughs> no i like that it's a good point yeah it is um theophany which is abductees after return experience a profound sense of love for earth god or their abductors did they no they didn't so we're love gonna for not their check abductors. that one. i don't know that's a weird one and then we have aftermath which is abductee must cope with the psychological effect of the abduction. And I absolutely think that that, that occurred. Um, Calvin struggled with it for a long time, tried not to talk about it. He really didn't talk about it. Yeah. Um, he has given an uh, interview recently, which is where I pulled some of the research from. Ooh. With But his account and the interview is slightly different. Not majorly, not in any key points. It's almost but, been, what, 60 years now? Yeah. 50 years? Yeah. And he passed away. So probably from getting probed. We can't get it. Stop, dude. We we can't get any more out of that. But yeah. he he tried to forget all about it. Um, he stated that when he would move places, move to different jobs, if anyone recognized him and like mentioned, like, "Hey, you're the one that like this happened to," right? He would quit. Really? He would quit and go find a new place. He did. He didn't want to think about wow. it. He didn't want to know anything about. He didn't want anyone to know about it. So, and if you recall, even in the story, right? He was very much on board with never saying anything about it. This was traumatic for him. And even just talking about it scared him. And, and you guys will hear in the clip, he's like literally praying. Yeah, I like it. 
And I think the issue with stuff like that too is well, I guess that maybe profound love of God. Yeah. I guess he, maybe I mean, that I, does. I don't know if he was religious before, but he probably is super religious now. If you're if you're going to a, a an interview and you're talking about it and you start praying, you're now I mean, even if you even if he was that re- like pretty religious, I mean I don't know. Just yeah. a thought. I like the thought. Thank you. Um that's pretty much what I've got for this case. There's that's the story. Um, okay. We went through our checklist. We talked about what we thought. We did. I'll just throw in here. I think that there's a good chance that it's real. I think it's a good chance. It's but real. I like what you said about the Russians as well. I'm just throwing it in there to spice things up. Yeah, I kind of liked that because yeah. we have seen, you know, we've talked about that, like red flag operations are trying to cause like panic within certain communities. I don't know why you would do it in like Mississippi and Pascagoula and not like well, the, LA, but in the seventies, you know, the, they have the whole Cuba stuff going on yeah. and, all and that. it is right there. Like I said, it's the Gulf of Mexico. It's so, right there. So I'm just, I'm just saying. And that's why I think when you said that there's a lot of merit to that. Thank you. You did quite an excellent job with that examination, Matt. Eric, what do you think? I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm in the middle. Not enough compelling evidence, yeah. but not enough to make me feel either that it's BS. So yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. I'm in the middle. Now let well, me spice this up a little bit. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you you spiced it up. Okay. Say they had a GoPro on them and they recorded the whole thing. Would you believe it then? I, Does it show exactly what they said? Yes. Maybe. It's the seventies. The GoPro didn't exist, but if it did. I feel like the aliens would have like turned it off. <laughs> disabled or that broke like they disabled the car. Yeah, EMP something. Yeah. All right. To end this up, to wrap it up, I have a question that I want both of you to answer. Okay. You're you're in their scenario. You're frozen. Yeah. Three things come out of a ship and start approaching you, but you can talk. What do you say to make them not abduct you? God, is there anything you can say? Yes, there is one thing I can think of. Something out of pocket? No, it's not out of pocket. I'm trying to think of how I would do this. Comrades. <laughs> take the chance. Maybe it's the yeah, Russians. Maybe it's take the, the chance. Uh, is there anything you can say, honestly, that leave would me. like... Like, leave me alone. You, I'm not the one. Okay, I, I don't mean, know. I feel like people have tried that before. Try, it doesn't typically work. I try humans. a Jedi mind trick I think if, people, if you're going to get abducted, they want to do tests on you. So I'd be like, I have HIV. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. You know what? You gotta, We're going to have to keep what you. What is that? Oh, I know. You're going to be more interesting <laughs> now to examine. I, I just, I wonder if there's like something. Is there, is there, I wonder why people, like if certain people get abducted, is it like, is there something that they look for? Well, that they been that question. For? I know. And I'm like, oh, is it like, do they say like, oh, we want people with, this blood type, for example, or we yeah. prefer people that are, uh, I don't, whatever, whatever the case is. I wonder. There is something else I forgot to bring up. Now okay. that I think about it, I don't know why I forgot to bring this up. So in 2017, okay, the detective that was there that night, and this took years. I think it was 2017. It might have been 2019, but regardless, you can look it up and confirm what I'm telling you. He said. That that night, he had fielded over 90 different calls regarding... UFO sightings? 
UFO sightings, weird Ooh. lights in the night sky. So now they think about it, nocturnal lights is. So you just here. miss out a key yeah. part of this. <laughs> I forgot. Dude, I forgot to put just it in. I'm now sorry. that you added that, it's it's all true. Everything happened. It's nocturnal lights. Yeah, he said he, he uh, fielded 90, around 90 different calls regarding like lights in the sky, people calling in like, hey, are you guys seeing this kind of stuff like that? Uh-huh. Which kind of broke the case back open. And made it be, uh, made it big again. Yeah, when that I, article I, came out, just like how you just broke the case back open and made it big again. Yeah, just you meant to do that, huh? I did mean to do that. <laughs> that was on purpose. Well, that, but, that's it, huh? Yeah, that's it. That's the case, guys. Did you enjoy it? Yep. Eh. Stop. No, I did. Dude. That was a good. There one. wasn't enough probing for you. I liked Matt's probing. Russian conspiracy. <laughs> Can I'm, he say I'm, something in Russian? He's got a good Russian accent. I've heard it before. No. What do you want to know? <laughs> okay, stop. We're ending the podcast. <laughs> Thank Goodbye. you for tuning in, guys. Have a good night. <laughs> Us uh, here at the Paranormal PD appreciate our fans. We appreciate everyone that listens in and messages us on Instagram. Yep. And if you like to leave us a review and rating and share with your friends and family. Please Bye-bye. do. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Do svidaniya.